We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, Jack Ramsey's post-game show. Blazers win? Surprise? <laughs> I was going to say, where are you going with the win question mark? Uh, it, was, it was definitely a win question mark because I don't – it was two very, very different halves of basketball, right? Like, yeah. It, I'm, I mean, I, I personally – I thought the game shifted when Triple J got his fourth foul and basically had to sit till the game was over. Um, I thought that was a pretty pivotal point because even though he yeah. was one for seven from three, you know, having a guy like that out there, that that makes a world of difference for a team like Memphis. But Portland, we got to give them a lot of credit tonight. They did a lot of good things. And, you know, Memphis went ice cold there in the second half. They have Golden State tomorrow on a back-to-back. It's a tough road trip for them. But Portland did a, a pretty good job of taking advantage of a cold streak. I'm going to ask you the tough one right out of the gate. How much do you credit Portland and how much do you think Memphis let that one go? You know, I, I actually thought I didn't, I'm not going to go too meringue here, but I, I kind of thought this was maybe what you meant by the Phoenix game. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the final numbers, you look at the box scores. I think you want instantly want to say most of that is Portland's defense. I, I thought their defense was fine tonight. I, in, in fact, I thought they did a lot of good things. I thought they put their hands in the passing lanes. They, it felt like they tipped a million passes. Guys were driving. They crashed down. They rotated really well to take away that next pass. Like, they put Memphis in tough spots. I also watched Memphis miss a lot of shots. A lot of shots. So, if I'm to distribute, like, I don't know, Portland, Memphis on what happened tonight, I'd, mm. I'd probably say... 65-35 Portland. Okay. I think that's kind of where I'm going to lie. And I think I would have been closer to 50-50 if the second half was like the first half. Because right. the first half was the Blazers not giving a damn and Memphis not hitting. That's what the first half of basketball was. I had uh, other NBA analysts going, are they going to do anything to stop them? Because the only thing stopping Memphis at that point in time was Memphis. Yeah, They missed so many bleepity bleeping point blank are you kidding me shots i was like well and i, I as it kind of kept going i was like if portland can get just a little something going memphis is showing that they're not hitting tonight they're there and portland did two things right and i will say this no matter who is coaching the team sprague 
Three-point shot making covers up a lot of sins and giving a damn remotely. And they, mm-hmm. they went above remotely. They got active in the second half. I thought they came out with way, way more energy, not only than they had in the first half, but that the Grizzlies showed at any point in time during the game to start that half. Significantly better than what they did against the Clippers. I thought the Grizzlies were taking a shotgun to their foot seemingly every possession to start the second half. Again, like Portland in L.A., uh, but Portland capitalized on them. All of a sudden, the Grizzlies couldn't hang on to the ball. And I said this on Twitter. Maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't. But do you find it coincidental at all that the Blazers took an early day and got to Los Angeles a day early and played like crap, and the Grizzlies took an extra day in Los Angeles and came to Portland and played like crap? (laughs) What Just wondering in the pregame, the Nobu, the Nobu sushi. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking some, <laughs> some extra Nobu sushi might have, might have been uh, to blame. There is all I'm saying. Look, I, I, you know, the second half stuff. I, I actually thought the first and second halves were kind of a microcosm of their season. Mm-hmm. Um, first half was bad Portland. Second half was good Portland. And luckily for them, Memphis just had a really bad off night, uh, and they took advantage of that. There, there's a lot of factors we can point to. I know we're going to get to some of them, but you know, the, the biggest one for me tonight, uh, it was nice to see Dame have a stretch, but to me, again, it, it's the young dudes, like the young guys, Nas was doing some really mm-hmm. good things. And Anthony Simons off the bench was absolutely stellar. Give it to and me. Give it and to honestly, me. I'll say this. I, I know you're, I know where you're going to go with it. Cause you asked me a question prior to, <laughs> to we uh, starting this and I I'll let you ran on that, but uh-huh. I felt like his first half buckets were literally the only thing that kept Portland Mm -hmm. from not falling down by 20 points. Like he might've saved them from losing this game in the first half, in the first half, because without, what did he have? 12 at half 14, I think 14. Yeah. I think he just hit the second half three and that was it. I mean, he had four threes in the first half without Mm -hmm. that production. I mean, I think you, you just hit on it, and I, I'm acknowledging, like, without Anthony Simon's production the first half, this team is down by 20 points. So I thought he he basically saved this game for them, and then they, they all came together in the second half and played good team basketball. This is our Insert Sponsor Here Player of the Game segment, brought to you by Insert Sponsor Here. Um, Ant, for me, was the, was the best player for the Blazers tonight because he delivered when they needed him the most. Dame's going to get a lot of pub because he's Damian Lillard and he had a couple threes in a row, but Dame still shot like ass from the field. Well, he, he scored the same amount of points in the Clipper game than he did in this game, right? Wasn't it 20 or did he score 20? Against he he scored 20 tonight and he had 22 shots and he was two of 11 from, from two. It was, it was tough. Uh, the bench unit and the, the bench trio, as I'll call them right now with Ant, Nance and Zeller were the were were the guys who won this game for the Blazers tonight. Yeah, my because like it guy, my like it guy. Came you did. Tonight. We'll, we'll yeah. get on. We'll get back to that one because uh, I think I thought he was huge tonight. Um, but Ant came out and just cooked, just cooked. And I've had people say, "You really think Ant can take over quarters? You know, like regularly or consistently?" Yes, yes, I do. I think that at any game you go into, Anthony Simons can win you a quarter. That's how good of a basketball player is. That's how good of an offensive player he is. Um, when he gets hot, there's few guys like him in the league as far as shot creators go. Uh, there's there's not a ton that I look at and go, no, no, he can't do that offensively. And for me, right. that's that's why he's going to get that. Um, I'm, I'm not going to like sit here and like dump on Dame because I thought he played a, a, a much neater game um, overall. I- I thought he was, you know, he was active in passing lanes, which mm-hmm. is good because he's not a great one-on-one defender. 
And I'll give him a lot of credit for this. He wasn't hitting the shot. He was still finding ways to get guys easy looks, good looks. So this is the kind of the question that I've got here down in the lower third. Damian Lillard, is he awake? Did did this do enough for you? You were like, ah, Dame's fine. Because for me, it didn't do that. He hit a couple threes, but he still is unable to finish, unable to explode. But I think he's playing a bit more of a ground-bound game and – uh, the one thing that really stood out to me was the his ability to pass out of the pick and roll tonight. They did a great job running those DHOs, those uh, pin down screens out of the corner, emptying and getting Zeller diving, getting Nurk diving, getting Nance diving over and over and over again. And Memphis has decided, ah, we don't care. <laughs> and yep. Dame, Dame found him. What he hadn't done in the past, not just this year, but over his career, was do a great job stringing the defense east to west. In the past, he tries to split that defense, get downhill, get really attacking. But when he goes east to west, now you're getting lanes opening up. And if Nurk dives hard, if Zeller takes a back cut, if Nance takes a back cut, if Dame can delay that split second, if they're not going to run that four on three in the middle of the floor, but he can find that big on the one side of the floor or the other, we saw it tonight. Dunk after dunk after dunk. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, I, I mean, I mean, we we for sure saw that tonight. Um, you know, to your question, I, you know, I'm I'm fine with it still. I again, I know the percentages, the the amount of shots to get to twenty. That yeah. that stuff is not great. That's not typical Damian Lillard. There's an element of I think he's kind of pacing himself for the season. 
and not again, not to suggest he's not going to light up the Clippers on Friday, <laughs> but I also think he's he's finding and figuring out yeah. different ways to impact on this team than just being the high high point scorer. You know, he's still getting his shots, but I I think you're also seeing a bit of a different dame of letting CJ cook for a while. If Ant comes in and Ant's hitting his first shot, he's kind of letting Ant do his thing. Like he's not quite being as demanding with the ball. I think he's letting some of this stuff come to the other guys. So I'm still okay with him because I think eventually he will start hitting um, at his more normal percentages. And I, I just think he's finding ways to get other guys involved right now. We saw the um, small ball lineup for extended periods tonight. We did. Uh, I would say that the Blazers' best production, offense and defense, came in. <coughs> excuse me, came in two periods tonight. One to start the second half. I thought the first three, maybe four possessions was the best the starters have looked all season defensively and engaged. Uh, and not just like forcing turnovers, but commitment. They, yeah. were, they weren't dying on screens. The rotations were crisp. They were where they needed to be. And the energy level was turned up significantly from what they had in the first half. And I think if I had to guess how that locker room conversation went was, Hey, remember how we got our ass handed to us and we limped out in the out of locker room against the Clippers when a relatively close game at halftime. Do you want to do that again? If not go out there and handle business because they're not into this game right now. And yeah. they did. And they did. And I think that's, that's a, when you look at that, you have to go, Hey, that's, that's a good job by them because they didn't do it last game. So if you're looking for those, the something to, to, to hang your hat on, I think that's something you could hang your hat on. But for for me, the thing that I'm hanging my hat on the most, the most reliable three-man unit right now on this team is Ant Zeller Nance. You're like it, guy, man. Listen, he had some dunks, but I thought he just was there. He just did stuff that it showed up in the box score, didn't show up in the box score. He was just... Tip rebounds? You see a couple of those tip rebounds? I mean, the tip out to Ant for the three was just... (laughs) I mean, I can only, I mean, it's just, the desk is only, actually, the desk goes really high. One of these times, I'll raise it all the way up just to laugh. Um, but, I mean, he's just, he makes things easier for everybody else. And there's not a lot of guys like that in the league. I think it's frustrating to see that tonight um, and know that, you know, they played three games prior and you really hadn't seen that. And look, maybe maybe part of that role is sometimes the ball kind of has to bounce your way or... Um, you know, you, you just kind of have to develop chemistry with whoever you end up rotating with uh, in, in, in and out of the lineups. And and that's that's an element, too, that I want to be patient on is Larry will mm-hmm. develop chemistry with some of these guys a little more. But tonight was was great. Tonight was the Larry Nance. A lot of us have been hearing about that. This was what he did in Cleveland before he got hurt. It's fantastic, because if this team can get that kind of production from that guy, um, it'll make maybe not having number 27 if he's more inconsistent this season, it maybe won't hurt quite as much. You can't replace that overall size, but you can replace, and and I think you can actually do a good job replacing activity and players who give a damn. But to Nurkic's credit tonight, I thought he played an, an okay game. So I'm going to move on to Nurkic here in a second, but I want to hit on, yeah. on Larry Nance Jr. a little bit more. Um, I, we're already getting the... Uh... The nicknames for the the bench unit we've got for Ant Ziller Nance is Ants Nance and Ants and Ants and Nance. So it's we're workshopping here. Keep it up, guys. I I'm, I appreciate it. Uh, eight points, five rebounds, four or six. Dunking, dunking the ball. Something Portland just 
seems allergic to, particularly Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> um, decided Nurk decided, I, you know what? I want to get in on this tonight. That's that's yeah. fun. Um, I I thought Nance's energy caught up to Yusuf Nurkic a little bit, and I think it was one of those, hey, they looked really good with Nance on the floor. Maybe I should probably figure this out because I won't be on the floor if I don't. And I think that's a, a healthy thing. And as far as Nance is concerned, as far as like why we didn't see this stuff over the last three games, the one thing that I, I caution people when they traded for him is he's a really good ad if you keep this in mind. He is not a ceiling raiser. He is a floor raiser. You don't need him to be a ceiling raiser, though, because you, you've you got him on that second unit. Right. You just, you just want him to maintain – because Portland just got their ass handed to them last year off the bench. They, they were a disaster. They didn't play defense. They didn't have options to go to. It it's was basically the story of the Dame era. Yeah, it was exactly. They they've had one decent bench, basically, and and realistically, with Ant playing the way he is right now, which I swear to God, if he keeps this up, he will be in the six man category. They're, oh, they're he'll just... absolutely be a finalist. I yeah. mean, this kind of production, you're going to get 17, 20 yeah. points. Like you yeah. play like this, like yeah. He's I. I'm, I might move him up from, like, the honorable mention, like, fourth, fifth, sixth. He might be in the two, three, four if he keeps this up. Dude, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you feel about offshore situations, but if I was you, I would be finding a way to try to lay a bet right now because I promise it's you It's going to go, those odds are. Those odds right now are probably stupid great. And, they work plus 10,000. Okay, so where do you think they're going to be at in five months if this dude keeps playing like well, this? I mean, you, you give me five more weeks, they're going to be at plus 6,500. I mean, that's realistically they're they're gonna drop real quick. Take them at ten thousand, though. That's my point. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do that. Um, but Nance, I he's he's a floor raiser, man. That's the thing, and they've needed that on the back end of this roster because he just sets the table, and not just as a playmaker, but just defensively. Hey, you need to be here. You saw it in the first half when he came out. The defensive floor went up. Why? Because he's holding guys accountable on the floor. He's that a-hole we've kind of talked about. Like, he talks. He holds guys. No, 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 no. Not next possession. Now. You get this fixed now. <laughs> he, he's, he's the angry math teacher who's like, nope, slaps you with the ruler on the hand right then and there. And I love that about him. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, just put up crazy numbers. But I think he's going to be incredibly valuable to good teams. Because you know what he brings, and he brings it consistently through effort, consistency, hustle, uh, and basketball IQ. That, and he throws down some nice dunks. So uh, I, I went back real quick, and I, I was looking through the play-by-play. And the second quarter is the, the, I, this, the second quarter was this run right here. I thought this was, of all things that saved Portland, this was it. It was uh, Memphis was up 27-26. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson gets a two. Ant responds with a three. Brandon Clark comes back with a two. Ant comes back with a three. Tyus Jones ends up in the three next. But those six points counteracted the seven points just enough to where you looked at the score and you went, feels like Memphis is up 10. But But it was only one two-point game. But it was a two-point game because Ant's going back-to-back just nailing threes. I I really thought like those moments right there for me, I took note of that of, Okay, this is where Memphis probably should have pulled away, but Ann is like keeping them around. He's keeping them hanging. Yeah, it's um, it was one of those situations where I, I think Ants, and we talked about this last or not not last game, post game before this. The Blazers bench has roles 
and everybody plays their role. We, we've talked about it a little bit in pregame. Ant is going to score. And we saw, we talked about this in the pregame. Let's see if we can get Ant and, and Larry working in this two-man game. And you saw more of that tonight, kind of just naturally working off each other. And then Zeller, he's going to... I've come to the conclusion that Cody Zeller is Ed Davis reborn. That is that is what I have come to the conclusion, where he's going to... comp. He's just going to do stuff that's positive for you every night. And I'm not talking about Ed Davis right now. I'm talking about Blazers, you know, legend Ed Davis, who puts on his hard hat, gets physical, sets screens, dives hard, finishes at the rim, but you're just never like, oh, that wasn't good, or I, I, that wasn't enough. You're just like, oh, no, that was, that was... You look at the box score at the end of the night, you're like, you got 7 and 8 from Ed, and he was a plus 10. Huh, okay. Yeah. Like... And so you've got guys that just slot in their role. And if, I am not a single game plus minus guy. I, I, I don't really like plus minus, but I do find it interesting uh, when you look at the Blazers bench tonight. It's like, oh, that's that's interesting. Anthony Simons finished plus 14. Larry Nance Jr. finished a plus 18. And you just kind of scroll through the box score. And you're like, huh, that's weird. Those those guys were the most productive guys they had on the floor and they led to the most productive times. Yeah. So um, overall, I want to say the third quarter is the best quarter of basketball they played this so, so far this season. It Held was Memphis at twenty points, and it and it wasn't. It wasn't the best quarter that they're going to play this year. And I've heard some people say already, you know, I just hope that someday they can replicate the, the that game they had against Phoenix is the best game they'll play all year. No, it's not. It was maybe the best outcome as far as point differential, but they didn't play that great of basketball. I thought tonight in the third quarter they played very good basketball. And that was that that was promising to see. I, I thought, you know, for all the first half, maybe mistakes they made, but Memphis kind of bailed them out by missing shots. Mm-hmm. You know, for all that, the third quarter is another thing that I was I was writing some notes down. And I, I had written down specifically in the third quarter that holding them to 20 points, they broke Memphis into submission. Yeah. The way that they were playing, they were they were giving a damn. They were active. As I mentioned earlier, they were in the passing lanes. Felt like they got a tip pass every I other possession. I think they forced eight turnovers in the third quarter. Eight turnovers. So yeah. that okay, that 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 tracks with how it felt watching. And it just kind of felt like a team. You had mentioned this pregame. Is Memphis were they gonna be hurt from that extra day in Los Angeles? You know, I I don't like to say a hundred percent. Sure, there's instances where teams and cities it doesn't fare well. well LA Night Knife was undefeated. Let's right, just say so that. is Miami. Yeah. So is Miami. But I, I think this is where you, we give Portland credit is that third quarter. Specifically, yep. their effort pushed Memphis to the cliff of saying, yeah, we don't got it. We're done. And, you know, it was a party from there. And we're all watching garbage minutes of Blazer basketball to watch Greg Brown finish an alley-oop because we all knew it was coming. <laughs> Listen, garbage minutes in Portland will be NBA TV league pass appointment viewing. Uh, unquestionably is the, cj ellaby and D, uh, dsj the best law passers the blazers have yeah you, you can probably <laughs> you can probably put ant in there when he's looking for it uh just because he's he's an aau guy too dsj is is the peak law passer they have there's he grew up in that circuit like he he was a dunker he was a lob guy he's he's gonna find guys um but yeah that that greg brown alley-oop everybody saw it coming a mile away it was yeah. Not even that great of a pass, but Greg is so damn long and so damn rangy. He did. It looked like in live action he con- he contemplated putting the elbow all the way in. Like, yeah, the rim was like at his chest, and I was like, "Oh lord, he's 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 gonna hurt somebody." 
I thought Nas was going to throw it off the glass to Greg the previous dunk, but Nas was like, no, nah, dude, I've I played a lot of minutes. I'm getting this bucket. I, mean, I, I need to go ahead and up the, the points <laughs> per minute here real quick. Let me go ahead and have this one. Uh, and Nas, I mean, honestly, if if they're fully healthy, Nas may be out there in this garbage time, but I don't I don't think so. Um, which he I seems fine with it, whatever. Listen, he for after missing all the time he missed, he's going to – Take every minute he can get, and he's 21 years old. He's going to be fine. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Uh, overall, what's your, when you're looking at this game, what are you taking away? Um, I think they found who they want to be. But my my biggest my my question still looms like it are you gonna grab hold of that and keep it like Friday mm-hmm. Friday is now turned into an even bigger deal because you just did this to Memphis you've done a similar thing to Phoenix those are those are really good wins like mm-hmm. I I text you at the beginning of the game and I I still stand by this so hold this hot take till the end of the season I I see a I think Memphis is a better team I do I think tonight was. Portland desperation, yeah. Portland working their ass off and, and doing a good job and Memphis being a little tired. I'm betting Memphis when they play again in Memphis. I promise you I will. Yeah. But but I think getting Nurk into back into his his usual Yusuf Nurkic role, heavy screen setter. Memphis paid a lot of attention to Dame, which set up incredibly easy buckets for the big man to get some dunks, get some easy layups. Uh Anthony off the bench. Like I think tonight was who they want to be, especially in that third quarter. Like when Chauncey's talking about this stuff, I think that's the team he's preaching about norm coming back and in and out of this lineup is going to change things a little bit. But I think overall, my big takeaway is this is who Chauncey wants them to be. The question is, can they keep this up? Is, are they going to be able to fully stay in that level? So I'm, I'm with you on that as far as the, like the identity part of it. I think that there's this is going to irritate some people. I just don't care. But I think Memphis played the part of the the victim in this role as opposed to Portland totally imposing their will. Because we, dun, dun. we Yeah, I mean give me, give me, give me some SVU. I, I got to get it in the soundboard when we get out in the studio. <laughs> but it was um and this isn't to take away from Portland. This is this is basketball. It's not done it, basketball games are not conducted in a vacuum. It's not a 2K simulation. Da, da, da. You just kind of have to figure stuff out and and get it done as you go. But as we talked about in the beginning of the show, if Memphis hits some shots early on because they had a truckload of open threes, corner three after corner, three after corner, it would have snowballed early. It, it would have been sideways very quickly. But not every game is going to go that way. Not every open shot. Some teams are going to have bad shooting nights. 
Can you weather that storm? Can you be mentally tough enough so when your opportunity comes, you kick the door down and you go through it? I thought instead of waiting for the opportunity that once the second half started, Portland kicked the door down. They came out with more intensity, more focus, more effort than Memphis had, and Memphis decided to roll over and show their belly. And I thought a big part of that tonight, uh, much like the Sacramento game in the fourth quarter, was Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling him Goldie Nurks tonight because he was just right. Just right. A little started the game off a little sour. Then you yeah. move you, you move into the second quarter and you know he's a little dry. But you got into that third quarter and all of a sudden he started to give a damn. And as we've said so often, as good as Damian Lillard is, this team will only go as far as Yusuf Nurkic is willing to take them because he is everything to them on the defensive end. If he's not that guy, they're just not going to be a great team. Well, and I, I you know, I. And this is this is such a meringue thing to say, and I can't believe I'm saying this. So bear with me. Here. Through osmosis, baby, I love it. I I think we all watched the same game, right? Like mm-hmm. Memphis played pick and roll defense about as awful as you possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Yusuf literally rolled with nobody stepping up until the twice. last second. With twice, it felt like ten yeah. times. No, was, yeah. the second, the third quarter ones where he just walked to the rim. I mean, look, I I thought he, I thought he was good. Like that, that's why I said to leave it. Like leave that. Leave this pouty baby crap mm-hmm. and just get back to what your role is. Stop acting like you're Nikola Jokic. You're not. So accept what your role is on this team. And I thought he did that. I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, he he was all about screens. He was all about throwing finishing. I thought he was good enough on defense. He was around the rebounds, like tipping it, making it difficult. Like, he did what I wanted to see. I I was really tired of seeing what he was against the Clippers. I was happy to see him kind of get back. Um, and look like the familiar Nurkic that we've seen for six years. Yeah, man, it's it's one of those things where Nurk started the game off very poor, much much like how he's really started every game this season. And I'm like, are we really gonna see this again? Are we really gonna go sideways? He, you know, kind of went up soft twice in a row for his first two shot attempts, and I think he hit his next six. It was. And it was significantly more aggressive, significantly more under control. And I really liked what you said pregame with, with, with Yusuf Nurkic, which was forget about all of the me, 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 I want the ball, all that crap. Take it and stuff it. It's let's break this down into the simple stuff. We want you to finish at the rim. We want you to be physical. We want you to rebound. We want you to screen. You know what happened tonight? You know what they didn't do? They didn't run the offense through him a ton. No, they didn't. I, I was going to note that. Like, they, they didn't really look to him to kind of start everything up. And, I, you know, I, he, he may eventually get tired of it, but I, I thought what was important was that Dame was looking to him so much on that screen and roll because he got his buckets. Like, yep. he, he probably felt when you get a – I mean, anybody that's played basketball, you get a bucket, you start to kind of just – You get a little bounce you, in your step, yeah. You get a little bounce mm. in your step, and you're like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I, I did that. I did that. We saw Dame. When Dame hit the threes, you could see him start talking to himself. CJ yeah, hits yeah. the runner. Yeah. I lift weights. I lift weights. Like, there, there's a there's a swagger to that. Yeah. I, I think to keep Yusuf engaged, which, you know, it's sad that we have to say that, but I think to keep him engaged. you got to you got to carrot and stick him. Buckets. Yes, yeah. And, and, and look – I, I thought the important part for them is he's been a little problematic in the post. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of took that out of his hands. Like you basically said, Oh, you're going to get buckets tonight, but they are going to be the easiest buckets of your life. Yeah. And, and, and that's good for them. You know, 
Here's the other thing we haven't really alluded to as far as the, the Blazers' offense getting on track. Yes, they got some transition opportunities in the, in the third quarter that kind of got some easy buckets and got them rolling. But what was it that got them going, Sprague? Was it this egalitarian offense? Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, pick and roll. Yeah. It is the butter that butters all bread. It does not. That is what this team is predicated on offensively. All the other stuff. All the other stuff is great. I want to see the pretty ball movement. I want to see Larry Nance Jr. with a slick, no-look tap back to Ant for three. I want to see CJ cook a dude in the mid-range and then pivot six times before just making him look hilariously bad and then pulling up. That stuff's all great. None of it happens. None of it matters without Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, pick and roll. Because they have such a great relationship. They have such a great chemistry. And what it does to opposing defenses over and over and over again. And we saw, once Dame starts to hit a couple threes, now that defense lifts a little bit more. Now there's a bigger pocket for Yusuf Nurkic to catch in. Now you've got to take another step or two to recover all the way to the corner. Now your rotations, after they make those pretty plays, are a little bit longer. And this team just becomes stupidly difficult to defend when they start hitting shots. Uh, so I looked it up first quarter. Danny, they missed seven threes in the first quarter. I mean, if you, you just even hit half of those, I mean, they have a 13-point lead after the first quarter. Yeah. You know, just to give just to give an, listeners an idea of, like, what we're talking about specifically of Memphis's early woes shooting. And I, I'd Portland's say of those quarter. 13, I would say eight or nine of them were – wide open not not like oh kind of contested so you're just playing shooters luck in that in that vein that's that's the game you played and sometimes it works out in your favor yeah sometimes it does tonight it did because if they go down 20 plus in the first quarter or into the second quarter do you think mentally they're in a good place no no well it it didn't feel like they were in a good place when the game started Mm -hmm. i didn't have a good vibe i'm like oh here we go down five (laughs) that they closed the gap enough at the end of the second quarter going into the third, I think that gave them a little bit of a a little bit of a lift, a little bit of a bounce. Look, man, I, I really believe this. I thought it was Ant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, JJ, uh, Triple J getting his fourth foul was big to me, but I, I, I really thought tonight it was Ant that saved him. Like, without Anthony Simons, this team gets buried, and you start to I, – I think you start to kind of feel already four yeah. games in that – external pressure and came out there and he's continuing to just play his game and he plays it with a confidence that, you know, you love to see in a 22 year old kid, man. you love to see him go out there and just say, yeah, I'm, I'm gunning for six man of the year here. Like I'm not, I'm not lying about that. Mm-hmm. And he's when he's shooting, man, he, every time he shoots, I just feel like it's going in when he's dribbling, he's got kind of like a happy thing, like where he's hesitating and using that, his athleticism. Yeah. I'm watching that going, this feels like it could be deadly. Like mm-hmm. this, this dude feels like he is going to put the rest of the league on notice this year. If he stays healthy, because there's only so many players that are going to be able to stay in front of him in those moments. Like he can get, he's going to go against bench units. That's the thing you, that everybody has to remember here. Ant is not going to be going against premier on ball stoppers. He's going to be going against bench units where comprised of role players and he's going to eat. 
that's that's how this season's gonna go. They want him to eat though. I think yeah. they have told him, hey, Melo's gone, man. Go get those 17 points. Go get 15 points. Go and go do it there. efficiently. Go do it off well, the bounce. Right. <laughs> go go work in the pick and roll. It doesn't just have to be let me attack a set defense. And right. I think that's the big difference. I saw somebody in here say, um, uh, I think it was Cooper, but the Blazers missed a lot of shots, a lot of shots in the first quarter too. They did, but not all shots are created equally, guys. I, I we can play this game all the time, but I sit here and I watch the tape over and over and over again. The shot quality that the Blazers got in the first 15 minutes of the game versus the shot quality that the Memphis Grizzlies got was a stark contrast. The Grizzlies were getting wide open looks off one two passes. The Blazers were getting semi-contested looks off of a set defense. That was that was really the difference. Is you had some tough shot making being done by the Blazers, where the Grizzlies were just choking on open looks. And that's not to discount what the Blazers did tonight. That's that's the NBA for you. Sometimes you just come up with a good hand. Sometimes that you know really crappy hand hits on the river, man. That's this is how it goes. Hey, uh, Danny, you know what league this is? What league is it? To make or miss league. Hey, there it is. <laughs> and that's the thing. You can improve your opportunities, but you yeah. can't always improve your results. Yes. I look, I know how it sounds. We're basically, it's probably sounds like, you know, Portland got lucky that first quarter. That's probably true. Luck plays a part on every single game. They played a hell of a third quarter, yeah. man. They, they, and, and Anthony saved them in the second. Like, that's the story of tonight. It yeah. was a slow start. A little fortunate. Oh, my God, here comes our sixth man. He kind of saved us. Oh, we're all locked in third quarter. Game over fourth quarter. Sometimes it's all you need. Sometimes you just need need. one good quarter because a a team's tired. Sometimes you just need one good quarter because somebody's not into it. They're not feeling good. They went out the night before. Whatever. It's just, do you feel good on every morning radio show? Yeah. Liar. Dude, I do so much blow before we get the microphones. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, listen, man, this isn't the '80s NBA. Come on now. Oh, bro, uh, I'm Leo DiCaprio on a stripper's butt. I'm just like, you got the good morning. You, you got the little vacuum cleaner, <laughs> little nose piece. Um, now we're going into weird waters. Oh, uh, let's take a look real quick. Uh, the Blazers play the Clippers again. Um, yeah. I don't think either one of us are sitting there going, oh, we're afraid of the Clippers. But I think you have to look at that team and go, that team presents unique challenges for this Blazers team, uh, as far as they they boat raced them and they didn't play a great game. And they also, by the way, just lost, so they're gonna play them again, pissed off, yes. and desperate. <laughs> so have fun with that. Uh, Paul George is not gonna go six of sixteen, just as Damian Lillard's probably not gonna continue shooting high volume uh, inefficiently. Yeah. Um, but I, I, of all the things, I think that we can count on is, is that- Luke Kennard gonna go for twenty three again. No, but Paul George could go for 35. That I'm pretty sure of. So, well, you know, or he couldn't, you know, he, Portland's he, defense or, or tonight. He, <laughs> How many are, points in Memphis average coming in, Danny? How much did they finish? I, I love it, baby. I, give, give it to me. Put it in my veins. I, I want to see that written up in every single write-up tomorrow morning. Oh, by, by, oh it will be. <laughs> oh, I know. It'll it'll be in the beat writers. Blazers, Blazers defense, stymies, hot grizzlies. And you're going to sit there and you're going to watch the tape and you're going to go, did they? <laughs> Blazers go grizzly hunting. Uh, mine was better. Uh, my my uh, my takeaway line was uh, what was it? Uh, bu- 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 grizzly blues as Blazers blitz bears. 
Oh, we're going with the bees. I like little, that. little alliteration I, for I, you. I like the alliteration. I, yeah. I was gonna try to go uh, a little like something like work in uh, like bears tranquilized something along that line. Just, but it was like, ah, oh, well, I, I like the uh, I like the alliteration. So you could say the trailblazers. Uh, what was I gonna use? Trailblazers trank teddy bears. Oh, blazer defense forces grizzlies into hibernation. Ooh, that's pretty good. A little lengthy, but hey, I listen, like it. If you're the editor, you can work that in. You for um, sure could. We still don't know the status of Norman Powell. He was going to try and give it a go tonight. I'm of the mind. Were you surprised of, by that? Uh, no. no. I, I was, was a little I was, surprised. I was surprised they were going to try to give him a go, 100%. Uh, yeah. As far as that he didn't go, no. Shut him down for at least two weeks. Shut him down for oh, two weeks. Oh, I don't know if it's going to go. I mean, he missed like one game, and they're oh, like, hey, yeah. he come back. Again, if, if it is basically uh, like a knee sprain type issue shut him down for two weeks just play it safe Nas is Nas is doing enough but perhaps they're like no we need you out there because uh we got worked by this team last time so it's gonna be funny to see how this goes and the Blazers just it's every other night man every other night uh we'll kind of wrap it up here guys thank you all so 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 very much this is the Jack Ramsey's post game show part of the Blue Wire podcast network I'm Danny Morang this is Brandon Sprague you can find us on social media at Danny Morang at Brandon Sprague at Jack Ramsey's Brandon and I will be here tomorrow again for the live show we will take your guys' questions live uh take as many of those as we can we'll go over the last couple games and Brandon and I will give our game scores for the week and I will have uh, a little something that I'll drop in the chat to uh, let all of the uh, all of the community kind of vote on the game scores as well or the player scores I should say uh, get our weekly ratings and I'll kind of post those up either here on YouTube or Twitter or both uh, to keep our running uh, tally there we go Keep a running tally going. Uh, so we will be running the live show tomorrow. We'll be back again on Friday. So basically, it's an everyday thing. Uh, real quick, if you guys haven't already, please go check out the interview I got to do with Nasir Little. It was absolutely awesome. Nas is fantastic. We went through basically the entire postgame show without being able to talk about him because a lot of other guys did other things tonight. But yeah. uh, Nas is, is one of my favorite interviews just because he's so forthcoming and he's great at taking very uh, advanced concepts and breaking them down for anybody to be able to understand exactly what's going on. A lot of the defensive stuff I, I talked to him specifically about and what his role is like. Um, I, I think you guys will enjoy that. Uh, he also just seems like a really nice guy. He is. He's a great dude. Like super humble, super nice, kind. I'll, I'll give uh, a quick little insight here. He came on the show his rookie year, and Alex Haig had a surprise beanie baby that he gave to her, uh, that she gave to him as a joke. And he was really great about it. And when he gave it, when she gave it to him, he was like, "Oh my God, how did you know I, how much I wanted this?" And it was just, it was just like, it was just like this fun, like he just little tongue and cheek had with it. And I had yeah. him on the interview yesterday. I was like, "Hey, Nas, do you still have the beanie baby?" He's like, "Hell yeah, man! It's downstairs, right on the sh- on the mantle. I'm not getting rid of that." <laughs> and it was just like, he's just a good dude. I I I love him. It's just. He's fantastic, man. He's he's just a great dude. And uh, like I said, it's about – I think I got about 40, 44 minutes with him, and it's just it's just a fun, good time talking basketball. That's that's what's great about talking to Nas. Uh, so we will be here on Thursday for the live show. Uh, we will be going at, at 5, Brandon? Yeah. I think 5. Sure. We'll go. Let's, yeah, 5 works. We'll, we'll go 5. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be live for the pregame show. I, I think it's a seven thirty tip again on Friday. I got to double check it. So if it oh, is, dear Lord. if I it is, it we'll go. Well, it, may, it may be. We, we, we'll do this live. 
No, it's seven. Okay, seven we're good. We're good. Yeah. And it's a Friday, so you don't have to get up early. So. Um, oh, touche, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So you got three straight days of Jack Ramsey's, the live show, post-game, pre-game, post-game. Uh, as always, folks, like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're sitting here watching on YouTube, you're watching replay, I haven't already subscribed, roll your finger over the subscribe button if you want. Click the bell. That way you know when we do go live because it's not a set time schedule on the post-game shows in particular or on the live shows. Uh, and if you can, search for us, uh, whatever podcast platform you are, Jack Ramsey's, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. For Brandon, I'm Danny. Uh, until tomorrow afternoon, we will catch you guys then. Take care, have a good night, and bye.